Summit in San Antonio, Texas, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Oleg Takash and John By. Today's topic, filling a lead tracker. You guys all ready? Yeah. Woo. Good. So, welcome to uh, filling the lead tracker. I personally think this, this class should be just called money. Yeah. And the reason why... Of everything in our industry that I'm absolutely obsessed about, it's the lead tracker. That's the number one thing. Um, I think a lot of people, like, when I think about when we first started in our industry and just go back to the first couple days or first couple months, for, you know, first year, remember how we felt when we got that lead. Remember the hunger. Remember what we were willing to do for that lead. How scrappy we were. How much value we put on that lead. And then fast forward to a point where you get one too many and then you stop really caring about them and then you pawn them off to your team and then you start thinking about other things. And before you know it, now all of a sudden your conversion is way down. And I think that when when I, the people that I coach in the core, everybody that loses that obsession with the lead tracker, every single one of them, that's the beginning to their downfall. Okay, would you guys agree with that? Like, of everything that we do, the number one focus should be the lead tracker. And one formula that I live by, and I absolutely love this, I, tell, I, I, I talk about it all the time. I've been recently talking about it all the time. I talk about it with my team all the time. And I think a lot of you guys don't program your team the proper way, and they're not, they don't get the game that we play, which very, very simply is number of leads. Write this down. Number of leads. Time, your conversion rate equals your number of deals closed. Okay? Just think about that. You have two categories in your business. One, lead generation. The second, lead conversion. Both are super important, right? The question is, where do you spend your time? And what tactics do you use on both to increase both? So, one thing that I tell my students all the time is when I think about my team and I think about the tactics that what I do day in and day out because you only have so much time, when I spend way more time on the leads, leads go up, conversion automatically goes down. When I switch things up and I focus on conversion, my conversion goes up, my leads go down, right? It's just a fact. There's no way around it. There's no way. I mean, you could have both grow, but at the end of the day, one is going to go up, one is going to go down. So the question that you got to ask yourself is, where are you inserting yourself and at what percentage do you want to focus on lead gen and lead conversion? Okay. So with that said, I'm here with uh, John Bai. Mm-hmm. I visited John's office many times. This guy is a master of systems. When I think about when I originally got into the industry and I, and, and I remember the first lead I got or first couple leads I got, this is how it went. Like you call me up. You're like, I want to get a loan. My answer is great. When can I come over for dinner? <laughs> I kid you not, I went to everybody's house and had dinner with them. And my conversion was like 80% of the two leads that I got a month, right? (laughs) But it was 80%. It was super high because I was in a relationship, right? Then at a certain point in your career, you start closing a lot of deals. You start having your LPs take way more control of the leads. And then your conversion goes down dramatically, even though you're closing, you're, you're generating a lot of leads. And so the biggest thing for me was that shift a few years ago when I lost that obsession with leads and I realized at the end of the day, no matter what we do, no matter what we want to call ourselves, no matter what 
at the end of the day, the number one thing is lead conversion. So I'm going to give it up to John, share his uh, journey a little bit. Yes, Oleg, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This guy is an absolute beast. And every day I just am inspired by what he does. And I'm just trying to even just get like halfway to what he does. Um, all of us have different journeys and goals and why we're doing this. Oleg is definitely doing it on a huge scale. My scale is a little bit smaller, but what I've learned over time is to be much more laser focused on what we're doing on a daily basis. One of my first amazing coaches here in the room today, Alan Huggins, taught me a trick that I'm coming back to that I, that if you take one thing out of this class right today is how do I get two more leads a day? That's it. If that's what you focus on, it will come. I don't know about all you guys, but sometimes I get in the weeds on our greatness tracker and I'm just getting into the zone and I'm just checking boxes, making calls, face-to-face, break breads, box check, box checked, right? And not being as intentional on, I just need to find two more amazing people that I want to work with that I can help and do a great job. So I want to do a little exercise real quick about increasing your conversion 5%. So let's all get out a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, I want you to write how many leads you're getting per year. And hopefully you all know this if you've been in the program. And you might not. If you don't know that number, give it your best educated guess. So I'll give you my number. It's 846 is my goal. I work off of an 18% conversion rate, which in all reality is not that good. So that ends up being 151 deals per year. Now we're going to give you some tips and tricks and tactics in our processes to get you to increase that 5%. So what I want you all to do is figure out what does 5% more look like for you. So if I go my 846 and I multiply that by 0.05, right, that gives me an extra 42 deals a year. 40, 42 deals per year. That's not getting more leads. That's being better with the leads we already have. Now here's where the crazy part comes in. Figure out how much you personally get paid per deal. So last year, do your gross, the, your net amount you earned divided by your number of transactions, gives you the actual amount you make per deal. Mine is $4,878. So if I multiply that by 42 deals, that's $204,878. It's just there. It's on the table. I'm letting it go. They're buying and selling. So what could you do with that extra money? That's what we really want to focus on today is why we're doing this, why we're getting better, is to be able to just increase our bank accounts so we can make more, save more, give more, right? Like Rick was telling us this morning, we have a duty to do this. So just get better. Don't get more, get better. Oleg? So when I ran this exercise, I uh, pretty much was leaving $500,000 on the table. So... Um, and I think a lot of us share the same number or, or a number that's pretty high. So 
you know, when I, when I think about leads, the one thing I think about, I always picture this, I picture like a bucket and the bucket has a bunch of holes in it. And you have water coming in and you got water coming out. And so the question is, each hole is a reason why your conversion is going down. Okay, Mm -hmm. so think about this. So so for me, very, very simply, it's like if you know why your conversion is is uh, is going down and you know the reasons why, then take the action to fix those reasons. So we're going to give you our systems right now, what we do, our lead flow. And uh, and as we're doing that, think to yourself, okay, what can I change in my business that's going to help me fill one of those holes? Okay, so first and foremost, um, like one thing that I tell my team all the time and I tell myself and my agents is uh, it's speed to lead. Very, very simply, um, my system and the way it works is if you call me, I have a grasshopper system on my phone. Any lead that calls in, if I could take the call, I do. And I tell my agents, my number one job is to talk to referral partners in the leads all day long. That's what I do all day long. And so very, very simply, if I can't, because I'm in front of an agent, me and you are meeting right now, and we're having lunch right now, and one of your leads is calling me, I have three people that are, that are able to take that call. Now, the reason why we have three is because we want to make sure that we spend as much time with that lead on the phone as possible. Because if you want to increase your conversion, you got to increase your impact right away. You can't rush that lead call. Your team can't rush that lead call. And so very, very simply, it's not take it as fast as you can and send them online and have them do an online application. I hate online applications. I think they're a waste of time. I love people that do them because at the end of the day, they're not building a connection. What kind of connection does the client have with you when they go online, right? They don't. And you're just telling them to go online, right? So if you guys want the referral business, the relationship business, first off, get away from sending them online, okay? So what I tell agents is very, very simply, if you program your agents and they believe that you're the one that has to take every single lead call, well, then you're going to have trouble with that, right? But if you program them and and, and let them know, look, at the end of the day, what the client really wants is to get the process started. That's the key. They want to get it started. And I have three people behind me that all they do all day is take leads. They're freaking really, really good. And I'm excited about them. I'm passionate about what they do. And... On my team, the most important people are the front, the, the LP1s. That's the most important job. They know it. I tell them every single day, your passion, your energy, how much sleep you got last night, what you did over the weekend increases or decreases our conversion, whether you believe it or not. Because when the client calls you, just like if they meet you in person, right away, what is it, like within a second, you realize if you like that person or not. On the phone, it's like maybe... 20 seconds. So depending on your energy, depending on the questions you ask, increases or decreases our conversion. So at the end of the day, you got the most important job, right? That's the key. Now, a lot of people, and I think Rick mentioned it, they hire the most entry-level person on the front end, um, uh, the LP1. That's the most experienced people you want as an LP1, okay? So client calls in. I can't take the phone because I'm on the phone with a different client or in front of an agent or whatever, right away jumps to my first LP1, which is actually the best salesperson. Like, I'm strategic. Like, if it's going to jump to somebody, it's going to be my best, right? If she's on the phone, it goes to another person. If they're on the phone, it goes to another, another person. My whole, like, in my office, I tell them, no calls go unanswered. Because what happens when they go unanswered? 
They call somebody else. It's simple. That's a hole that most people have. So some people, depending on your level, of course, take every call if you can, but depending on your level, if you can't, do you really think you're giving your clients a service by them waiting for you until 7 or 8 o'clock at night for you to call them back? No, you're not. But what can you do, right? So if your team takes it, which for me, the way I look at it is, and, and my team always, I always ask the question, did they follow our system or not? Are they converted or not at that point? And when I say converted, meaning did they give us a full application? Did they give us permission to run credit? Are they going to send us all their documents? If they are, then in reality, I just need to do an honor call the next day. And so every morning between 8 and 10 a.m., I do the honor calls of the leads the day before. Check in with them, call them up. Hey, thanks for calling. I know you spoke to Allison. Just want to make sure we take care of you. I'm excited to be working with you. You're working with a great agent. I'm going to check in on that. Now, at the same time, too, they didn't follow our system. Let's say, you know, they had objections or, oh, hey, no, we'll call you back. When a client says, oh, no problem, I'll call Oleg back, you lost him. Like, your team doesn't realize the moments that they lose the client. If they don't realize that, you did a very poor job training them. Like, you have to program your team to see the buying signals and the signals when your client is your, your runoff. If, if you did it, start with that. So when they notice that, they say, hey, you know what? It's super important for Oleg to talk to you. He's unfortunately meeting with clients all day today, but he'll call you back between 4.30 and 5.30. Does that work? The client says, no, hey, let's get you on the schedule for tomorrow morning. Oh, that doesn't work? The point is you set an appointment no matter what. Either they follow their system or we set an appointment for me to talk to them. Why am I going to talk to them? Well, because I'm going to convert higher, right? So um, with that said, once we have the information, we take a simple app. And our whole thing is we do not prequal without documents. But what we make the client feel, and this is the key, guys. This is the key. Like, feeling is more important than anything. So everything we're going to talk about today has to do with how you make your agents feel, how you make your clients feel. When your clients feel that they started the application with you, right, we didn't even run credit at this point. But we tell them, hey, thanks for giving us all your information. We started your pre-approval, and this is what we need to finish your pre-approval. Send us the documents. Once we have them, we'll finish it up within one or two business days. If you need it sooner, let us know. We'll rush it. Okay? Then, technically, we haven't done nothing for that client. We just took just very basic info. But the client feels that they started. The problem that a lot of people have is... They get on the phone with the client, they give them all this information, all this rate strategy, all everything, everything, everything right away, and the client doesn't feel like they started. They are sent online to do an application, and they get online, and then before you know it, they apply with three different lenders, right? But the key is they started. We tell our clients, hey, we don't send our clients online and do an application. We just did it for you. All you need is these documents to finish the pre-approval. Then we reach out to the agent. Let the agent know. So we'll reach out and we'll say, hey, Robert, thank you for sending us so-and-so. We really appreciate it. We started the loan application. Once we have these documents, we'll finish up the file and let you know exactly what they qualify for. Do you have a property in mind? Yes or no? Do we need to rush this? Our typical pre-approval takes two business days. But if we need to get it done in two hours, you let us know. You just communicate with us, right? Obviously, if you could do every pre-approval in two hours, do it. But if you can't, you got to make sure that your team is able to gauge which ones you need to do in two hours and which ones that are fine with two days. Okay? In addition to that, that phone call to the agent, 
whether I do it or my team did it, it's an opportunity to get more leads. And a lot of people miss that. And a lot of people's team doesn't realize that's your opportunity to get more leads. So on top of that, we always ask them, hey, by the way, who else can we follow up on for you? Who else do you want us to call on for you? If you have a deal falling apart right now with a different lender that we could reach out to, right? Like your team, and and, it only takes, what, 10, 15 seconds to add a line here and add a line there and add a line there. But the reason why they're not doing it, two reasons. You guys know what those are? One is you're not training them. You know what the second reason is? You don't demand it. Now, your team is going to do what you tell them to do, for the most part. They're going to do exactly what you tell them to do. So, you know, it's funny when people blame their team for everything and all. Like, at the end of the day, for me, it's all my fault. That's my mentality. It's my fault we're not converting higher. It's my fault we're not doing more weeks. It's my fault the team ain't treating. It's my fault that person didn't ask for a referral. It's my fault. And that's the mentality we have to have about our business. Otherwise, you play the victim and your team feels it. Okay? So, with that said, once they send us documents, then it goes to my um, LP2s. And I have uh, LP2s that just prequal all day long. And they reach out to the client and they'll say, you know, hey, uh, Robert, this is so-and-so from Oleg's team. Just wanted to thank you for sending in your documents. I'm getting ready for Oleg to review the file. Here's the information that I still need from you. Okay? And they go through, we have a deal killer checklist on every single uh, pre-approval. It's like 100 questions. A lot of the uh, people are using it in the core right now. I mean, it's not 100, 50 questions of what we search for to make sure we protect that pre-approval. And our agents know it. We sell it to our agents. Like, look, we're, we're pre-qualling your clients with a deal killer checklist. You know how solid that is? We're looking at stuff underwriters look at on every single file. And so they reach out, and let's say the client um, is like, oh, hey, that's, uh, that's great. What's the rate? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Always going to cover that with you tomorrow when he speaks to you. I'll make sure I know, you know, put a note in your file that he spends extra time on that. What are the closing costs? That's a great question as well. I want to make sure Ole covers that. I want to just make sure we have the right information to get the results for you. Okay? At the end of the, at the end of the conversation, they never finish the conversation without scheduling an appointment for them to talk to me in person or over the phone. Now, why do we do that? You guys know why we do that? Because we control the transaction. Either you control it or the buyer controls it. When you control it and the buyer knows what to expect, if they know what to expect, are they going to call you ten times? Are they going to reach out? Say, hey, when are we talking? When am I going to get the results? They reach out because you never controlled the transaction. I tell my team that all the time. If they're calling us saying, when are we going to get the results? Because we did a poor job on our end because we didn't schedule them. It's simple, right? Same thing as the initial lead call. When they know we're waiting on them to finish the pre-approval, they're not going to call us and say, where's the pre-approval? They know it's on them. When they know their schedule is me, they know it's going to happen the next day or, or whenever, right? So they're not calling in because we're controlling the transaction. Now, um, once I get on the phone with them, then I do my thing. We go over rates, payments, strategy, all of that. And as soon as I'm done with that, I reach out to 
uh, and, and I let them know, the next steps for you to find a home. We're going to send you pre-approval letters. We're going to send it to your real estate agent. And as soon as I'm done with that, I call, a real, call the real estate agent immediately. Why? One, I want to thank them, right? I think too many of us, um, we're not that grateful for the leads as we used to be because we get so many of them. And trust me, it shows. It shows. It, it's something I struggle with, I have an issue with, because we get so many of them. So it's, it, it automatically forces me to, one, be grateful, thank them. Two, again, now it's an opportunity to talk to another agent, right? Now it's an opportunity to ask them for more business. Now it's an opportunity for me to go deeper with them. But more importantly than anything, it's them feeling that I'm involved and I did the whole thing. The key is feel. And a lot of people, when agents, when agents are like, you know what, I, I don't use you because it's all your team and you kind of lost, you're not really involved. And look, when, when you sell them on working with you, you sold them mainly on working with you. Now, your team, that's just a, like a value add, right? And sure, you could sell the team and everything, but at the end of the day, it's still you. So if what your team does doesn't make your clients or your agents feel that you're involved, you're going to hit, you're going to hit capacity and you're not going to be able to break through that. So, so what, what, what do we do? Well, first off, perception is way more important than reality. I tell myself that all the time. It's all about perception, right? When, when I look at my reviews and if my reviews are all mentioning my team, I'm doing something wrong, Right? And so think about this. As an agent, I always ask myself, like, how does an agent feel? How does an agent feel working with me? Do they feel that I'm in, in it or do they feel like I'm not in it? So the question that I, that I ask myself that all the time, and so what I've done is um, with my team, every step of the way, they're required to mention my name three times in every conversation. So think about this for a second. When an agent sends you a lead... And let's say everything went well. Everything went great. They closed. And as soon as they closed, they asked the client, hey, how is Oleg and his team? Oh, yeah, I, I spoke to Oleg one time. But I worked with Danny, and she was amazing, and this and this and this. I, I, I don't I, yeah. And the agent's like, hmm, Oleg's not involved. Next time they have a lead, my chances just went down of me getting that lead. And whether you guys believe it or not, agents work with a ton of different lenders, and it's totally fine. They should. I think that's great. So our, our job is to stay in front of them and program them in the right way so we can get a majority of that, right? So now if your team mentions your name every single time, three times. So, for example, if my LP2 is calling a client and we just got their approval in, the way the call goes is like, hey, Robert, this is Danny from Oleg's team. Um, I just want to reach out to you. Oleg and I just re- reviewed your, your approval. Congratulations. We have conditional approval. Oleg wanted me to reach out to you and ask you to send us your last pay stub, uh, send us um, you know, your most recent bank statement. Oleg is super excited. We're almost done. Is there anything else we could do for you? When can I tell Oleg you're going to get that back for us? Right? Now, all of a sudden, I'm not involved, but I'm involved, right? How's the client feel? Now, some people are like, well, what if the client wants to talk to you? Right. So then the response is, oh, I really want to talk to Olga about my approval or a condition or whatever. Hey, no problem at all. Always meeting with clients today until 430. Let me have him give you a call after 430. Is that OK? 
Obviously, we're under contract. Is it not? Of course, it's okay, right? So then they come to me. Whatever the question is, the loan approval, they give it to me. I reach out to the client. Hey, I'm looking at your loan approval. What can I help you with? Right? Do they ever feel that I'm not involved? But too many people, when they delegate, they, they, they do the handoff, and the client feels that they got handed off. We, we never make the client feel that way. So when I talk about loan options, I let them know, hey, my job is to make sure that you decide on which option to go with. I'm going to be working on your file the whole way. Danny's job is to make sure you get us everything and we meet our closing dates and we do all the order routes and we get through the process. We're working on this together. Versus, all right, now at this stage, so-and-so is going to take care of you. If, if, if something goes wrong, call me. Well, how confident were you in your system, right? And people don't realize that that makes a difference. A lot of people, and it took me forever to realize that too. And the, the, the key is, read your reviews and what they say. If your name is not being mentioned all the time, and you're wondering why your agents don't send you that many leads, well, there's the answer right there. So anyway, I'm going to give it up to John. All right. Tons of information. Great stuff. So I want to give you guys on the real estate side some more, like, just some tactics. I think by a raise of hands, everybody here knows how to input a lead, right? And track it and write your calls and, and all that, all the basic stuff. I think we all know how to fill out the form. But I think that it's all the sauce that's in the middle of the conversations, right? I think when we talk about conversion and our lead tracker, you got to be excited. And it starts when the lead comes in and all the time I'm not getting a call. I'm so grateful that my cell phone is not on my business cards anymore. But what that does is it takes control away from me. So it is incredibly important that you realize that the front lines that your team members are the directors of first impressions, right? So our team answers the phone the exact same way every single time. Even me, it's silly. It's hi. You've called John Vine Associates. Thanks so much for calling. John speaking. How may I help you? And I'm smiling. And my team does the same thing. So every time they call in, we're in the office, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Every single day, you call in. That phone will get answered no matter what. First thing, show up. Then you got to get excited. When you're answering the phone, you don't realize that if you're, you're sitting down, you're making your calls and your team, and they just pick it up and they're like... Hello, John Biden Associates. Thanks so much for calling. This is Kaylee speaking. You know, she's got it with a nice voice. But my goal is when they call, it's there, there's some enthusiasm. I don't know if I can do this in a lady's voice, but I'll try. Hello, this is Kaylee. You've reached John Biden Associates. Thanks you so much for calling. How can we help you? Right? Like you gotta, you gotta like bring it up a little bit. And you gotta ask. It starts with some simple information. You gotta work on teeing up the salesperson. So, in page 106. So there's some basic forms, but in the back, there's just a really generic form that all my team members have that are in the office. It's just a little lead sheet. This is super silly. But what happens to a lot of us is we don't do the very basic fundamental things with our team. And we say, hey, when somebody calls in and wants to buy or sell some real estate, just send them right to me. I'm like, what? Jeez, Really? How more impactful is it when you get the lead, you know where it came from, what their address is, what they're looking to do, so that you even have 15 seconds to like process some information. 
so that you're not just starting from scratch. And they're laying some of the foundation for you. The first thing that you have to do with every lead that comes in is honor the referral source. And you have to know how they found us. Don't go into how can I help. That's the first thing that we want to do. Like, how can I help you? Where are you at? What do you want to do? I'm excited. Let's go make some money. Let's help you buy and sell. It's like, no, we got to dial it back a little bit. Where'd you come from? Oh, Susie Q, um, you just sold her house last month. She said you guys are amazing. Like, holy cow, how did you know Susie Q? She's a freaking rock star. She's like my favorite client right now. How do you guys know each other? And you start getting in some back and forth. Like, you got to build some rapport before you start getting to the meat, right? But I don't want it to drag on too long because ultimately, what is the number one goal of anybody who calls in and needs help? Set the appointment. Get belly to belly as soon as you can. There is a lot of money being spent on people trying to swipe our people. Y'all heard about like Uber real estate, like Redfin, at least Oleg and I have. It's like very prevalent in our community. If you don't answer the phone, it's like one click and there's like a thousand people that will just show up like at the house and just unlock it for you. Like you have to get face to face with them, belly to belly, as soon as possible. But you're like, John, but I got all these appointments today. How am I supposed to do that? Okay. We're building a team to cater to the clients. But here comes the next problem. So you have some buyer agents on your team, and you're like, "Eh, I know I could really do a better job than them. So I'm just either going to push it off or... You know, I just can't. I got to give it to him. So you're like, well, this is how the conversation goes, you know. So I'm really busy um, right now. I got a bunch of appointments today. So one of my team members is going to meet you at the house, open it up, and then let us know what you think. Lame. Lame. They're for sure going to Redfin. They're gone. See you later. You got to say, you know what? I am so excited that Susie Q sent you to us. Our number one job is to knock it out of the park, period. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to do that for you. Okay. So my job is to have super high-level conversations, a.k.a. stuff about your money, right? Like that's what you're hiring us for is our negotiation skills and our communication skills. So what I need to make sure I'm delivering to you is we need to be available. It's incredibly important, right? My schedule is super jammed up. I'm meeting with folks like you all day long. And thankfully, I have two amazing buyer agents on my team. Like, these guys are crazy, insane, so good. Borderline on call 24-7, except for Sundays, because we don't work Sundays. And they're here for you. So no matter what, we're going to get you out there. So what I'm going to do is right after we hang up, I'm going to call Alec. Alex's been with me for five years. He sold over 300 homes. He is supreme. He is so good. He just sold my sister a house last week. Like, I didn't even show her. Like, this is how much. Like, he's a borderline family. Okay? So right after this, I'm going to fill him in, let you know what you got going on. Download. He's going to call you within 15 minutes. And he's going to see what your schedule looks like. And we're going to get you into that house right away. After you go and look at it, he's going to run with it. He's going to take it. He's going to go. I trust him. But I want you to know one thing. You know how you found us? You called into the office here? 
and you got this amazing team, like it didn't even, it didn't even ring like half a second. It was like, boom, you're like, wow, did the phone even ring? Like, you're just there. Like, we are here for you, and I want you to know, if you ever have a concern, ever, 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 I'm going to give you the number to the bat line right here, my cell phone, my personal cell phone. Only people that have that are my top clients and my family. That's it. But I want you to know, if you're ever concerned or freaking out, you give me a call, period, no matter what. I'll be here for you. They just want to know they're being taken care of. But where we lose it is in the handoff. We don't elevate our partner. We give our life, blood, and soul into our whole entire team, but we poo-poo on them, and we think that we're better than it. No. It's like they're a direct extension of you. But you got to relay that to your clients. So a couple tactics to be able to do that. I want to get back just real quick in honoring the referral source. Asking where they came from. you got to know this, one, because we need to track it. You know, counts pyramid, channel counts, all that stuff. You want to do that. But the more, when Oleg was talking about earlier how he instructs his team to insert his name three times in every conversation, I think it's also important in that initial conversation that you're inserting that referral partner's name multiple times as well. Obviously, they trust that person. So the more that you can bring that back to them, like, hey, remember, Susie Q trusted us. I trust Susie Q. So let's make it happen. Let's go. But you got to connect the dots for them. And sometimes you got to do it verbally. So those are just a couple tactics that I think are super important within the process, within the lines, right? We want to make sure that we're tracking everything, but we want to be strategic and useful within those time frames. So perfect. Thank you for that, John. Yeah. So let's do some table work. Let's all uh, spend about a minute and, and, and jot down one hole that you have currently in your system that you're going to fix right when you guys get back. Spend a minute. Let's bring it back. Who has uh, one one tactic to share? Right over here. Looks like we got two. I love what you said about your team keeping it real simple with the customer. We've started your pre-approval. We need X to finish. Like that, everyone should write that down. That's a complete game changer. Thank you for that. I agree. All right. Like on that first conversation, starting the 10.03, we've all taken hundreds if not thousands of those conversations. I pass it off to our mobile app or online and say my LP is going to follow up. I can literally stop and sit after the honor part and say, what do you do for a living? Cool. How long you work there? That's great. How much are you looking to put down? What are your goals? The 10.03 is 80% done. Yep. Like and it takes, five, it takes five minutes. Takes literally five minutes. All right, one more. Let's do one more. Right back there. I think it's a big, big piece of the puzzle, really thinking about how you make the client and the referral partner feel. And then being able to communicate that to your team because I know personally I know what I want to accomplish, but my team doesn't always know because I don't communicate that. Yep. So making them feel special every single time is huge. Perfect. That's key. All right, guys. So, um, 
I want to talk about my agent strategy, agent call strategy on Monday and how I use the lead tracker as part of my strategy. But before I uh, go into that, one thing that I wanted to uh, bring up uh, that John covered is how my team takes that initial call, what they say. So obviously, if I could take it, I take it. I'll take every call I could get. But if I'm not able to and it jumps to one of my team members, they all follow this system. They'll pick up the phone and they'll say, thank you for calling the office of Oleg Scotch. This is Allison. How may I help you? Now, guess what everybody says like 95% of the time? I want to talk to Oli, right? Every single time, it's the same thing. Like, you got to remember, that's going to be the same, uh, same starting point. So what they always say is, all right, perfect. Are you a new or are you an existing customer? Okay? Just think about it. If they're existing, so let's say they're existing, and they say, oh, I'm an existing client. Perfect. What's your name? First and last name. So they're not just giving him, oh, I'm going to call you back, right? That's, that's a mistake. Then you're, what's the point? So then they look that person up and they say, oh, I noticed that you're, uh, we just pre-approved you uh, a week ago. Uh, Deanna did your pre-approval. What could we help you with? And most of the time, they're able to answer the question without me being involved, right? Because the client mainly, what they really need is an answer to their question. Or it might be an LP2 that they're working with and they say, are you a new or an existing client? Existing, all right. What's your, oh, looks like you're under contract. You're working with Danny. Oh, yeah, I just want to make sure that Ola got my documents. Well, let me check, right? Let me get right back to you. Let me check. You put, me, put them on hold, check, go back. Yeah, we did. We received your documents. If we need anything else, Ola or Danny will reach out to you. So the point is, their job, too, is to protect your green time. Because how many calls do we get that in reality our team could take care of, Right? Because the client still feels that they need to call us. Some do, some don't. But the point is, is that they screen those calls. Now, in addition to that, obviously, you have recruiters calling. You have everybody else. You have friends calling. Like, I won't talk to my friends during the day. They know it. It doesn't matter. Like, hey, a lot of my friends, if they're working, I can't get a hold of them. So why do I have to be available to them, right? You got to protect your green time. Like, protect your green time. So now let's say they're a new client. Then... Going back to what John said, oh, great, how did you hear about us? First question. They don't say, oh, let me see if Oleg, hey, how did you hear about us? Based on how they heard about us, now they know. Is it a realtor referral? Is it a, so if they say, oh, yeah, uh, my realtor told me to call you. Perfect. Who's your realtor? Who are you working with? Right? Awesome. They want you to start the pre-approval process. It's very simple. I could get you started. Well, I want to talk to Oleg. Oleg's currently with a client, but this is the information he's going to need. I could get it started for you. And they just keep going with that, okay? So anyway, just wanted to bring that up. Because um, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people will, will have the grasshopper system. It jumps to whoever's taking up the phone. They're always like, well, everybody just wants to talk to you. So yeah, uh, uh, and, and then they just bring you the phone. The whole goal is to screen, field your calls, take care of 90% of them without you. So that way you could be on the calls that you need to be on, right? You guys got to be crystal clear on that. The calls that you need to be on are calls with referral partners, unconverted leads. Another category is, uh, I call it make me move. We have a make me move category um, in our office where we identify which leads, if only we did something on that lead, it's going to be in our pipeline. So, for example, let's say um, somebody calls in, they need to do a cash out refi, 200 grand, they have a paid off home. That's a make me move. I want to talk to that person right away. In fact, I want to meet them the same day. My team knows that. 
We're not going to follow the same system with that person as the same as the person that calls in and they're like, yeah, I'm thinking about buying a home in a year. You know, I'm just getting information. We're not going to respond the same way. But a lot of people don't realize is your team responds the same to every lead. And then they wonder why so many people fall out. It's because their response is the same for everybody. They're not changing their response. They're not changing their strategy around. So the, the sooner that your team gets it, the sooner, the sooner that your team understands, look, that's a make me move. I got to get him in front of Ole quick. Which at that point, think about this, guys. Okay, we're talking about conversion right now. If I have a client that needs to do a 200K cash out refi, obviously we're not focused on refis, but that's a make me move. And I have two clients that I'm scheduled to talk to on the phone at three o'clock. What my team does is they schedule them at three. My LP2s that pre-qual will then call those two and say, oh, we had an emergency. We want to make sure you get the right information. We're going to give you all the information you need, talk about rates, fees, all that stuff. And if you still need to, we'll schedule a time for you and we'll talk tomorrow. Do you think that strategically would increase your conversion if you and your team were to act like that? Just think about that for a second. You want to put yourself at the point of sale, but not just at the point of sale, the point of sale that has the highest chance of moving right now. Right? Well, I talk to everybody else, absolutely, but make sure your team understands that not every lead is the same and every lead has a different priority level and have them act on that. Okay? So, let's talk about my agent strategy. So, first and foremost, I think a lot of us at the core, we're all told to call 40 agents every single Monday and a lot of people struggle with that. And, you know, a lot of students that I coach, they're like, you know, it's tough because people don't pick up my calls and I'm calling the same 40 agents and, you know, like, I, I call 40, I have 11 talk-tos. If you call 40 and you have 11 talk-tos, it's simple. They don't want to talk to you. Like, you got to change your strategy up. If you're, if, you're, if you're calling 40 and 11 people talk to you and a couple people, you know, trickle in a couple calls, that, that says something. Now, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean you shouldn't call 40 on Monday it means you got to change up the game, right? So this is what I do. It's very, very simple. I use the, uh, the lead tracker. Um, so every Monday when I'm making my calls, I have two, uh, uh, I have uh, three screens. One is my phone burner screen in the middle, so I know who, who, who's next, right? Next, on my left-hand side, I have my lead tracker. On my right-hand side, I have my Gmail uh, 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 email. So, And by the way, my team responds to all my emails, um, they send out pre-approvals from my emails. They do everything from my email as me. I want to let you guys know. Because, again, the key is feel that you're involved, right? So, so, again, Monday comes around. Here's my strategy. This is what I put in front of myself every single Monday on a piece of paper. I want you guys to uh, write this down. So, draw a line down the middle or uh, down uh, and then across. So, you got four squares in a piece of paper. Okay. Left top, I write leads. Bottom left, I write prequal. Top right, I write sales tactic, underwriting guideline, save our loan scenario, and program. And the bottom right, 
I write invite. Under invite, breakfast, happy hour, dinner, right? So typically what I do is I always have what I call a go-to convo. Always have a go-to convo, okay? So when I'm, you know, typically when I'm in the gym in the morning on a, a Monday, I'm asking myself, what is going to be my go-to convo today with my agents? And what a go-to convo is, very, very simply, when you have nothing to talk to them about at all, that's your go-to conversation. So I'll pick a loan program. Like if we, like, like recently, Guild came up, came out with a lock-in shop. So my, that my go-to convo that week was lock and shop, explaining how it works, right? Another go-to convo that I do will be a sales tactic. So something that I learned at the core, uh, a sales tactic. The next one will be a save our loan scenario, okay? You guys save deals all the time, right? Talk about it. Talk about it with your agents. They're, they might be running into it. The, the key, though, is when you talk about our save our loan program um, and a deal that you saved, what are you programming your agents to do? To use you when something is going sideways, right? Perfect. Remember, you're one of many loan officers to them, whether you believe it or not. You're just one of many. So now you've programmed them. Next time I have a deal going sideways, I'm going to give Oleg a shot. Okay? And then underwriting guidelines. Something changes with underwriting. What do you do? You, you have their back, right? So now you're telling them about it because they might run into it. Again, the key is you're programming them what? You're the expert. You're looking out for them. Okay, and then the bottom right invite. So every Monday, my number one focus when I'm calling my agents, I call it my account executive strategy. You guys remember back in like 2005, 2004, you had account executives that would come by, right? Like those those people were the coolest people in the world. Like they were just I remember I always wanted to be an account executive um, when they would come by. I'm like, man, I wish I had their job. They'll come by, you know, they'll pop something personal off. But they would never leave without saying, is there a loan that I could price out for you? Is there a deal going sideways with another lender that I could look at for you, that I could help you with, right? Is there a client that you need to close this month that we could still get it done this month? What were they programming in us? Let's do business together. Let's win. Too many people, when they call agents on Monday, what they do and what, or, or what they fail to do is they fail to bring up, one, the deals that they're currently working on with them, or two, a lead that they recently got from them, or three, what they're programming them is like, hey, I just want to be your buddy. Just checking in on you. You have any leads over the weekend? Send them to me. Let, me call on your, let my team call on your leads. And so the agent feels, hey, you're just it's another lead call from whoever, right? It's another lead call. Why am I going to take it? Like, when an agent says directly to you, hey, do you have somebody I could work with? It makes you feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? In a weird way. But we do that all day long. And then we wonder why they're not picking up our calls. It's crazy. So this is what I do. Um, let's say John Bai pops up on my phone burner. I search his name as it's dialing. I see a lead that John sent us. Okay? So I'll give John a call and I'll say, hey, John, it's all like, hey, I just want to thank you for sending over Eric Colby to me. I just want to let you know my team followed up three times with him. We can't get a hold of Eric yet. Just out of curiosity, do you have another number that we could reach out to Eric on? Uh, let me check my phone. Boop, boop, boop. Do you have this one? That's the number I have. Mm, let me see on this email real quick. What about this one? We don't have that number. Let me call Try that. on that one. Perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give it a call right away. By the way, John, how did you meet Eric? 
Oh man, we went to high school together. Okay, perfect. So what is that? What do I know now? That's a that's a that's a good referral. Mm-hmm. That's a personal friend, right? Now if he said I met him in an open house, what do I know? Yeah, it's 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 a cold lead. So if he said, "Hey, I met him up open house," you know what I say? Awesome. So he's not really sold on you yet. Perfect. So this is what we do best, John. We're gonna edify you and sell you as the agent hard on this one. How are you gonna do that? Very very simple. One, we're gonna talk about you, how great you are, how you take care of your clients. We're gonna use your name as many times as we can in a conversation. We're gonna let him know that you're the guy that is a master negotiator. You're the guy that they're lucky to be working with. And I'm going to ask him, how did they even get a car, like come across you? I'm going to be super wow. excited when I'm talking about you. It's very, very simple. My team is going to do that. So it's good to know that you met him in an open house. Now, at the same time, too, as you know, John, people you meet at open houses sometimes flake out. But with our systems, we're going to call a minimum of seven times before we give up on him. We're on call three. I'm going to reach out to him right now on this next number. Wow. And so, anyway, with that said, John, do you have anybody else we could follow up on for you? There's, like, some guy that uh, came in the same open house, but, and he filled out the sheet. I don't know if he's real or not, but you want his number? Absolutely. Send it over. Okay. Absolutely. Any leads, an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the point is, we talked about leads. What did I just do? I just sold my systems to him, right? So, think about this, guys. Like, a lot of people, they have this meeting with an agent, and after the meeting, and they, they talk about what they do, and then they'll never talk about their team. They'll never talk about their systems again. They just assume the agent remembers everything. Do you think the agent remembers your meeting versus the other LO they met with or another LO? No, they don't remember. So you have to constantly program what you do well because you want them to feel that working with you is going to increase their conversion, make him more money, help him close way more deals. And isn't it true that it will? Like, I ain't going to lie to you guys. I truly feel like my team, the agents that work with my team, do better. We have, we can prove it. We have agents that have started working with us. Their leads are up. We help them build their leads. Their conversion is higher. They're closing way more. They're making way more money. So that's what we do. We help them win. And that's what I program to them. So, lead. Now let's say that, say, calling John. And in the email, I see we just sent him out a pre-approval. Okay? So I'll call him up say, hey, John. Oleg, I, uh, I noticed that we just sent you a pre-approval for Rick Ruby. Have you had a chance to meet with him? Uh, he actually called you? Yeah, he did. We got him all pre-approved. My team actually wow. updated your team uh, every step of the way, so they must have not informed you. But anyway, we got him pre-approved. We sent you the pre-approval. 335 is what he's qualified for. Yeah. The reason for my call is I want to know if the 335 meet his needs as far as what he's looking for. It's pretty, it's like the top. You know, I feel like everybody right now is just shopping at the top. So if you could squeak out some more somehow, it would be magic. And I'm sure we could find something perfect. Absolutely. Let us go back to the drawing table. Let us see how much we could push it. Okay. Is there a goal in mind? Do you have a target in mind? Well, I showed him this place for 365 yesterday that I know he would pull the trigger 365. on. 365. All right, yeah. perfect. Let me get to work on it right away. I'll call you right back. Okay. Boom. I go to my LP2. Hey, I just spoke to John. They want 365. Here's the address. How do we make this work? As you guys know, MI buyout, payoff debt, whatever, right? But what are the two things that I just did that a lot of people don't do? Two things that I did. One, John knows if he needs a higher purchase price, he could reach out to me for Rick, right? Two, I, that potential that potential call just saved 
him from going to a different lender to get a second opinion, right? So then let's say we go back to the drawing table. We figure out how to make it work. We, I'll call Rick, like I would call him. Say, hey, Rick, I just got a phone with John. Here's what you need to do to buy that house. Are you okay with bringing in an additional $5,000 to buy out the MI? The advantage to it is lower payment. You know, disadvantage is you have to come in with a little bit more money. Does that work for you? Right? Let's say it does. I call John. I'll pay John. I just got off the phone with Rick. Yeah. He's good. We are just going to buy out MI on that uh, for him to make it. I'm sending you an updated pre-approval letter right now. By the way, John. Okay, you're going to say sweet. You're awesome. All that stuff. By the way, John. I just want you to know, next time you run in a, in a scenario like this with another client that are, that are, that's working with BCU or whoever that doesn't have the right purchase price, buying power, let my team take a look at it. On average, we're able to get twenty-five dollars to $50,000 more than our competitors. Well, how are you able to do that? A lot of different ways, right? So now what did I just do? I programmed him, right? I programmed him that, hey, next time you're shopping... And you're, and you see something above the pre-approval letter, that's your opportunity to, to introduce me, right? So then, again, no, no convo that, that, that doesn't end with, hey, by the way, who else could I follow up on for you? What other clients should we be talking about right now? Not, hey, John, did you work? Did you play? Give me a lead. Like, again, the programming is different, but here's something better. The agent feels that I'm involved in every transaction. And here's the thing, guys. Am I involved in every transaction? Absolutely I am. Right? For the most part. My pipeline meetings, we cover it. With my LP1s, we're talking about leads. I am involved. But the problem is that a lot of you guys miss is your agents don't know it. And think about this. If John sent me a lead last week, I call him on Monday. And I'm like, hey, John, by the way, did you work? Did you play? Can I follow up on any leads for you? Do you, do you, have, a, do you have a lead for me? And he's huh? thinking to himself, I just sent you a lead last week. You, you didn't even acknowledge that. Okay? Let's say three people call him. One calls him with my strategy. The other two with different strategies, right? And then John runs into somebody. Who, he's, who is he going to... Uh, a buyer. They have to refer out. Who is going to have a higher chance of getting that lead? Me, right? Because why? Because I programmed John that I'm hungry, I want your business, I know what's going on, I want to help you win. And I can't even tell you how many times I have that exact convo, we go back right away to the LP2, we go right back to John with the updated pre-approval letter, and we're in contract by the end of the day. Like, this happens, like, all the time. Weekly it happens. One Monday, um, two weeks ago, uh, we got, it was, I think it was our record, 17 contracts in one day. From those, two or three were done the same day from that strategy. Okay? So, remember, guys, you're the account executive. Your job is to get them to win. And the agents, if you're not working with a lender that's helping you win, like, you got to switch up your lender. All right. Next sales tactic. Very, very simple. Let's say John... Never sent me a lead, no prequel, nothing, and it's a sales tactic. So, again, because I have my go-to convo, I'm not concerned when his name comes up that I have nothing to talk about. How many people on phone burner, his name popped up, they're shoot, 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 and they're clicking like, right? We, we've all done it. I've done it. It sucks. And then you, then you sit there and you're like, man, what kind of salesperson am I? I just freaking rejected a... But anyway, so I called, I called John up, 
Same thing. Ring, ring. John picks up. Hey, John, it's Oleg. Hey, I just wanted to reach out to you. I ran across a great sales tactic that my team and I are doing, and I feel like I should share it with you because it's definitely helped our conversion. Do you have a minute? Yes. Perfect. So, John, check this out. Apparently, if you have a lead and you call them and they don't pick up the phone, you hang up, wait 10 seconds, call them again, the chances they're going to pick up the second time increases by 72%. Isn't that crazy? Really? Absolutely. That's been studied. Impressive. Yeah. So the reason why I want to tell you this is I know you call on a lot of leads. One thing that I focus on with my team, and I don't know if he calls on a lot of leads. Just say that. It doesn't matter. Call on a lot of leads. And one thing that me and my team work on constantly is how do we increase our conversion with our leads that come in? How do we increase our conversion with the leads that agents send us? So just want to share that with you. Um, if you ever have any leads that we could follow up on for you, man, love to... Uh, to follow up on those three. By the way, I'd also like for you to come in whenever you get a chance um, and meet my team and have, uh, and have us walk you through our system and how we help our agents close an additional couple transactions a year just by how our systems are. Wow. So my goal is come, have them come in for an office tour, right? Which we could talk about office tours for like an hour, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> anyway. Underwriting a sales tactic, save our own scenario, save our own scenario. Very, very simple. Reach out to John. Hey, John, it's Oleg. I just had this scenario come up with multiple agents. We saved a couple deals. I want to share this with you. So if you run into it, you don't let the deal go. And then I'll talk about what we did. Okay. And then I'll say next time, John, you're in a scenario where you can't get it done. On average, we save between five, to ten deals a month. Let us be that lender for you. What am I doing? I'm programming him again. Right. The key is programming. All right, and then the last one, invite. So again, the, the key is same go-to conversation every time. Like I could call a thousand agents that never sent me a deal and still have great conversations with them, which makes your Monday calls so much easier. Why do people not make their Monday calls typically? Because they don't let's say, right? And the conversations get awkward when you just say, hey, uh, do you have a lead for me? It just gets awkward. It's, it does. It's the truth. All right, so invite. Very, very simply, um, you haven't seen him in a while, so it's like, hey, John, it's all like, gosh, can't believe it's been like nine months since we saw each other. I'm going to be in your, I always say I'm going to be in your area. Um, I'm going to be in your area next week. Let's grab happy hour. No, happy hour doesn't work for me. Hey, no worries at all. What if we do breakfast? I know you're a busy guy. I know you get up early. Let's do breakfast. Oh, I might not even know that he gets up early. I just say that. I don't care. Like, what are they going to say? No, I don't. He's going to say, like, hey, sleep in till 11, right? So I know you wake up early. I know, you're, I know you're super focused. Why don't we do it super early in the morning? Oh, this week is busy. What if we do a Saturday? I love Saturday breakfast, by the way. Like, that's, like, my thing. So, anyway, invite, right? Happy hour, lunch and, or happy hour, uh, dinner, uh, breakfast. I try to um, not schedule as many lunches as I can. I'd rather do it before the day begins and after the day ends. Because even though I do quite a few lunches, I try not to. I avoid those. I'd rather be in the office making a call, getting a deal under contract, right? And that typically happens around noon. So anyway, that's my uh, uh, agent strategy. I hope you guys uh, liked it. And so I'll uh, give it to John to talk about uh, technology. Wow. Wow. So much good stuff. I have to confess, I had zero idea that your chances of getting them on the second ring increase to 70% like right away. I'm for sure doing that with everybody now forever. Um, so we're always learning something, even the small stuff, right? We're talking about conversion, like, holy cow, like that's just so simple, so simple. So I want to talk about some video stuff that we do. 
when I first got in the core, it was videos were just kind of starting to be a thing, and I was absolutely terrible. I don't really know if I'm that good at it now either, um, but like anything else, we just continue to do it a lot because we're told to do it, and it works. So I want to give you three different video strategies quickly that you can implement right away. Number one, after your meeting, you're in the car, you whip out that big computer in your, in your pocket, your phone, and you flip it around, and you do a little honor video to the client. And it doesn't have to be super sappy, long, or in-depth. All it is is, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, this is John. I just got done meeting with you, and I just want to say thank you so much. I'm heading to the office right now to start working on your property evaluation, and I'll have it over to you tomorrow morning. But I just wanted to say thank you. I super appreciate it. Sally's introduction to us is so invaluable. I'm going to call her right away, let her know that we connected. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. That's it. Don't re-watch the video. Don't watch the video. Don't watch the video. What do you do? Don't watch the video. Okay. If you only take one thing away, just don't watch the video. Okay. Perfect. So when you get back and you're after your meeting, either a buyer presentation or a listing appointment, you're going to compile something that actually looks somewhat professional. In an email, it could be like a pre-formatted template, but within that, there's going to be another video from you explaining all the stuff you've talked about. Now, this one can be a little bit longer, like two, four minutes. You're going to go in. You're going to, again, give them honor, give honor to the referral partner, say thank you for inviting me into your home. I really appreciate your time. I know it's incredibly valuable. And you're going to go through everything that's in the email, and you're just going to talk to the camera. Like, we're all on coaching calls. It's not foreign. You just hit the record button this time. So you do that, and you send it over. And I guarantee you, just those two things will incredibly change the game for you, just right there. Every time I get a reply back, oh, my gosh, that's the most professional thing I've ever received. That's so cool. Like, I can't believe you took so much time and energy in doing this. You have to let – you got to go over and above, like, we can't be like everybody else. I don't know about y'all, but in my market, there's 30,000 real estate agents that are all, like, really close to each other. That's a lot of people. So what am I doing different? How are we standing out in the crowd? How are we being memorable? Because, really, you got to engage them. Like Oleg was talking about before, multiple and multiple times. This is about a feeling. Like, what's grabbing them? Okay. So the buyer and seller recap. And through all of these, you're just building more rapport. Whether you realize it or not, they're gaining more trust because it's like, this is really, this is kind of almost awkward for me to watch this. This is weird. Nobody ever does this. But it's really cool because I would never do this. This guy's crazy. That's good stuff. Like, you want them to think you're a little crazy. Like, get excited. Give them the big eye face, right? Like, Whoa, you get that much for your house? This is amazing. Like, you got to do weird stuff. You got to stand out. So getting current client referrals, like we talked about, the holy grail of referrals. We've instituted a program uh, like mid last year that I want to share with you. All the closings that we have every single month are an opportunity 
to get more leads. And we teach our team how to ask. We ask. But who doesn't ask? Like you go to, for us, we unfortunately, we don't, we cannot go to all of our closings. Geographically, it's just impossible for us. Like it just doesn't work. I know in some of y'all's market, it works really well. For us, it just doesn't. So I'm like, this closing experience is bunk. Like, I'm not there to get excited. I can't get pumped up. I'm hoping that the escrow closer is, like, not sleeping or, you know, I don't know. I have zero control over that. So what I did is I went to them and I said, I want to make sure that we're delivering something different that nobody else is. And I'm not just leaving opportunities on the table. So this is what we do. On Mondays during our video power hour, so I would write this down as well. Any generic videos, birthday programs, closing videos, any videos that need to shoot, VIP videos, all that stuff, have it scheduled in your calendar for a one-hour block on Mondays and knock them all out. Your cheeks are going to be super sore at the end, just FYI. But that's okay. Because if you do it on the fly, like we all know, we get busy and it won't get done. And there's all, with all the technology that's out there now, can all be programmed. Like once you do it, like, okay, this closing isn't for like two weeks away, but I'm going to be out of town this week. So I'm doing closing videos last Monday for closings like today. So what I do, the first video that I take is just me in front of the camera. It's like, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. Holy crap, it's closing day. I'm so excited. You are inside the escrow office right now signing final paperwork. Can you believe the journey that we've been on? That first offer, oh my gosh, that was terrible. I wish we could all take that back. Those people are such schmucks. Second offer, can you believe it? What happens? Ten grand more. Like, how does that happen? Everything happens for a reason. I told you I'd get you through this. I know it was rocky, but I super appreciate you. And so, Tawny, escrow closer, is going to take great care of you, answer all these questions, and at the end... I just want you to do one thing for me. I'd super appreciate it. There's a survey, and I'd love for you to fill it out. It's going to have a couple questions about you, like just really rating our experience. But the most important thing, you remember how Sue referred you to us? 90% of our business comes from amazing people just like you. It would mean the world to me if you could put a couple folks you ran across over the last month talking about your journey Put them down there. Let them know that we're going to reach out to them just to touch base so that we can make sure to hit a home run for them. Thank you again so much for working with us. And I'll be chatting with you once we get final recording numbers in. Bye. That's the video that gets played at the closing. It's all teed up. Like you go in on the big screen. It's like my face. Like, hey. Right? They sign with one of our pens. It's like a cool little pen that they can always take with them to remember the moment. And the beauty of all of this is that emails after closing that come back. I was like, kind of like a fax machine, but it's like digital. And then at the bottom, it's filled out like half the time. That's crazy. So simple. But get your people on board. Figure out how to create something different and unique. Because that's what people want. That's what people remember. One of, one of my really good friends now, I've sold a bunch of houses for him. He's like, John, your videos are absolutely ridiculous. 
Like he just cuts me up all the time and I just keep doing them and I keep smiling and he's one of my best clients. And sure enough, there's a lead on the bottom of the sheet. So you know it works. So just keep it going. Get nervous, do some different stuff, implement video, because we're talking about conversion. Everybody that's on our lead tracker already has the opportunity to say, hey, I got so-and-so that's looking to buy. I got this person that needs to get a loan. This person needs a refi. There's so much opportunity, and there's opportunity in the dead wood. All those red, all those red dead leads that we all freak out about, they're like, you know, today's just not the time. You know, we, like we got family stuff going on and just not, it's not going to work right now. Hey, I totally get it. I respect you. Me personally, I don't look at myself as like a salesperson. I'm a facilitator and I want to be here for you when you're ready. But I feel like the last month or so of us driving around and having, hanging out and building a relationship, like who else do you know? Before you strike them dead, ask them for a referral. Even the ones that you like think don't even like you or even like some terrible ad lead or something. Why not? I guarantee you if you just ask, even if you ask a hundred of them, what's your chances that five of them say, oh yeah, I do. Like my sister, like she just got pre-approved. Man, I hate her. I can't believe she's buying a house and I don't get to do it. But here's her number. Like you got to figure out ways to utilize the people that are already raising their hand. We don't need more. We just need to get better with the ones that we have. Cool. Just oh, obsessed with the ones that you have. I think that's key. So yep. let's do some table work. Let's spend one minute. Let's talk about what we could change in our current client referral strategy that we're doing right now. All right, let's bring it back. So everybody turn uh, to page 319. Turn to page 319. All right, so that's the survey. Hope you guys all thought we'd wow you at the class, and I hope you guys all give us a five. Um, if you felt like we didn't earn a five, come see us after the class, or ask the questions that you need to ask right now. So um, as you guys are doing the surveys... Um, whoever asked questions, looks like Brad's got a question in the back. Let's take it from here. We have a couple minutes left for questions. Thanks. Thanks, Oleg. On your Monday calls, what do you do when you get the voicemail? What's your message, or do you just not leave a message at all? I, I leave the same message as if I was talking to them. Hey, Brad, just want to check in with you on this lead. We called it three times. We want to see if you have another number. If you don't, don't worry about it. We'll keep calling. If you have anybody else who can follow up on for you, let us know. It's the same thing. Same thing with the prequal. One thing that I do with the prequal when it's a voicemail, I'll usually say, hey, Brad, if you're going to be making an offer, let me know. Text me the name of the listing agent. I'm going to call and sell that agent on accepting our offer. Let's win together. Like, I use that all the time. Let's win together. Oh, like, how prepared are you on the call? Cause, so you said, hey, it's on phone burner. The John Buy's name's coming up, right? Are, you have your lead tracker right there sorted by John By? No, I just search his name. You just search his name? I just search his name. Wait, I'm not prepared like at all. F, yeah, Scroll F? Yeah, Scroll F, and then I will scroll through the last three months. That's Basically awesome. just, that's it. No, no the, la the less you think about it, the more you'll do. Like, I don't think about it. Like, it's why, why they're dying. Yeah, and think about it. It's an awesome uh, tactic. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Right over here. 
So you talked about the crappy Monday calls that we all make, and I think I, I'm getting coached by you, so I'm doing this. It's working well. What would you say to us when we know that we have some great agents that aren't picking our lines up on Monday and how to re-engage them so that they would start picking up our calls again um, by doing this? Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, simple. Send them a lead. And then, John, I have a question for you. On these videos that you're doing, are you sending those through BombBomb or are you using your mobile phone to text it to the to the uh, the seller or the buyers you're working with? After the appointment, the text is the best because you can do it quickly and it goes right to them. Um, on Mondays, like there's a big camera production thing that my team just does. Um, it gets it over. One thing real quick, though, I think that you said something, send them a lead. I think that you all think that sending a lead is sending somebody that's ready to, to buy or sell. You got to look at yourself better than that. Look at it as also an introduction or an opportunity. Like, hey, I just ran into this superstar attorney. You guys got to connect. Like, you're just like like-minded people. And those introductions unlock all sorts of potentials. You got to get away from, I'm the lead guy. Like, there's only so much opportunity and leads that we have to give. So get more creative in that space. There you go. Even better. But either way, provide value. The yep. key is you, you're not providing value. That's why they're, they're not taking your call. So you got to provide value. How do you um, how do you time block to account for speed to lead, but also set aside enough time to handle the lead if you get a hold of them and take the app? What, what, the question you, is, if I how do you square speed to lead with time blocking in the sense that if a lead comes in and you got to hit it right away? I mean, maybe you maybe that grasshoppers. Yeah, well, either I take it or my team takes it. If I'm making my Monday calls, I'm not taking any leads that day. Unless they give me a lead on the, on, on the spot, then I'll call the lead right away and I'll call them back right away. But typically, I uh, time block between 11 to 4.30 every Monday where it's straight calls. Otherwise, to answer your question, a lead for me takes five minutes. It, it, it doesn't take more than that. Maybe seven if it, if, if, if it goes along. Hey, great class, guys. Uh, you're Thank right. You. It was money. The deal killer checklist, is that with the concierge? Can we get that? Yes, you can. And you can alter it to where it fits, you know, whatever your team style is. Absolutely. Got a question over here? Danny? Yep. Uh, for Oleg, do you, um, for your go-to messages on phone burner, are you pre-recording those? No. Okay. I will never have a pre-recorded voicemail. You know why? You think your agents don't know they just got a pre-recorded voicemail? Like, if you guys don't, I mean, yeah. No, you leave them a voicemail. You say their name. Um, you don't, no, absolutely not. And you, again, go with one of those. Sales tactic, say it over the phone. It doesn't matter. Do one more question. So I'm interested in um, metrics and how often you guys look at that metrics and what's important. I know conversion is another metric, but what um, metrics do you look for the lead tracker? So what I look for every single day is how many leads do we get in today? How many of those leads converted with our system? And the ones that didn't convert, I need to get a hold of them fast. That's, that's what I look at is how many leads did we, did we take in? And we don't count any online leads. We don't go after online leads. We don't do any of that. So yep. it's really, really simply, are we on track to do the amount of leads that we need to. And if we're not, I need to step it up and do more calls. You know, there was one time where I had three days straight where all I did was call agents. Like three days straight. Knocked out a couple hundred agent calls three days straight. Got our leads back up. So I'm inputting myself where I need to be depending on what the, what, what the uh, metrics are showing me. So anyway, thank you guys for coming to class. Yes.
Appreciate y'all. You've been listening to the Core's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.